Hello and welcome to the Thursday show. This is your weekly tournament rundown here on the Frontline Gaming Network. My name is Paul Murphy. I'm joined by Adam Camilleri. Hello there. And Dustin Hinshaw. Well, hi. If you can't tell, I'm in a different locale. I'm at a hotel. I'm actually at a tournament. I'm on the scene of the ATC. But Adam yeah. and I are still in uh, Paul's house. <laughs> Through the there. deep pockets of the Frontline Gaming Network, we were able to sponsor Paul to go over and give us coverage of the ATC. No, I'm lying. He's playing. He's playing. He's actually playing the event. That's what it's all about. No, I hope we, I, I hope later on we talk about my team and the composition uh, this week. I'm really actually looking forward to it because team tournaments are the best tournaments, right? Yeah, I love Absolutely. They are, they are the pinnacle of 40K. I'm sorry, but they are. Playing with friends, just the, the team environment itself, like working together with your friends. Oh, it's so much fun. I love it. Undeniably amazing. Speaking of of team tournaments, the Las Vegas team tournament is shaping up to be a pretty epic thing there in Vegas. So plan your trip out to check out uh, tickets for the Frontline Gaming Network, all the stuff that they have uh, coming up. Don't, uh, you know, if you're not familiar with the website or the events that they run, also run tournaments throughout the year. Go check out the website, get some tickets, be a part of this team experience. But we're going to be talking about the ATC this, this, this episode. This is like the ATC weekend. Most of the players in America have converged on Tennessee, Chattanooga, Tennessee. I have some taco stories to share. I have some team turn stories. I was to share. wondering how long it would take you to get to the tacos. That was, who, who had five minutes? Who had five minutes in the chat? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's been a good time. Uh, if, if you're listening to us after the fact, know that we do this live every Thursday. We do this live. Uh, we have a pretty active chat community. You should come check us out. If you're listening to us after the fact, we certainly appreciate that. Don't forget to leave us a five star reviews and also subscribe. What's going on, everybody? We're excited to be here. I, come on, Adam. You're you're well, you're hired for the ADC, aren't you? Is it the first one in three years? Last one was 2019. They didn't have it one was. in 2020, did they? No, 2020, yeah. no 2021. Here we are in 2022. Mm. Uh, different venues. The first time we've been in this venue is absolutely amazing. Uh, I've actually ha- had a good time uh, walking up and down the strip a couple of times. There's a there's a, a pretty interesting area as far as like things to do and, and uh, things to see. <laughs> well, maybe not things to see. <laughs> things to eat. <laughs> things to eat. That that's that's just as good. That's just it's not better. Fantastic. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited for this ATC. It's it's essentially where we're going to get the real bead on the new meta for teams. We're 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 T minus a month away from the WTC as well, so it's like team season right now. Uh, and so it's really cool to get to see this snapshot five um, player package teams and see who who has the better archetypes, who has the better designed five packs, and how that may translate to the eight packs we're going to be seeing in about a month's time. And we got a comment in the chat. Tennessee tacos, yes. And then it's Friday. You must be in the future town that uh, that Adam's from. <laughs> yes, I, yes. Welcome to the future. Uh, look, looking forward to it. So, actually, can, can, let's just jump into it. Let's go. Uh, right. I mean, we, we the, have a lot the, to yeah. cover in the this, this team event. So, and so we, we spend more time talking about it. We have a few events to talk about, but we're, of course, the team tournament is is one of those things that is just it's it's so cool. It's so a team tournaments like you just talked about. Very interesting as far as like the dynamics now is different than a singles tournament. Uh, so the American Team Championship in here in, T- in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's only about an hour and 15 minutes north of me. So it was an easy drive in. So I had enough to survey the land and find the, the, the premium taco spots to hit. Uh, but this is a 340 player event, 68 teams, five players per team. It is huge. That's massive. <laughs> good times do you remember how big the last one was uh i think the last one did have about a hundred teams so it's it's still it's one of those i think things are still ramping up but of course 
300 and something players uh, at, at a, a Warhammer event in a team atmosphere, definitely worth talking about. Oh, absolutely. And we're going to talk about it right now because we got a lot of quick and dirty stats to go over. So again, 68 teams. So you'll never see any of them with 68 uh, more, or more than 60 representation here. But I don't think anybody will take one of everything. I don't think that's I don't think that's a thing right now. But let's see. The Imperial Super Faction, there are one Adeptus Titanicus. What? <laughs> someone did we play a different game? Someone actually did bring a Warhound Titan. That's so. That's, oh, it's a bit of a meme, right? Because the Warhound struggles on objectives, but still in a mm. team environment, you might actually find a little purchase with that, with what they can do as far as denying your opponents. So how you win rounds in this event is you have to win by 55 points or more. So it's you've got to get a lot of points. You, you've got to. You go, have, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Def- but it's, it's the differential. You need a differential. Yeah. yeah. You need to maximize this, your score, minimize your opponent. So the, it's the distance between you. You you can score only 50 points as long as they score like 10 or under. That's, fi- that's fine too. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, you don't both need to get to freaking the 90s like we do in the in singles environment. It's about so then, maximizing the distance between you. The Warhound could win because if you technically table your opponent and you stand on the objective, <laughs> get yourself 20 points in five rounds or whatever. Yeah. What secondaries does does a, does a Warhound take? It takes it takes uh, grind. grind, obviously. Grind down, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the hell are the other two? Uh, yeah, they're, Behind they're enemy lines? <laughs> Behind enemy lines. Gets you two points a turn, turn three, when it makes it in there. Yeah. If can, can you get even there, get, if you get the whole base in the Dawn of War deployments? It's, it's holy within, isn't it? <laughs> it is holy I don't within. Think you can do that. Uh, <laughs> okay, so when I asked if it was playing a different game, yeah, hundred yes. percent playing a different it's, game. It's, it's okay. Own objectives. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. That that would be that'd be fun to play against or not. <laughs> Thirty-two sisters, eighteen custodes, five Admex, seven Astro Militarum, thirteen Grey Knights, twenty-two Imperial Knights. Space Marines, there are 10 Dark Angels, 7 Space Wolves, 19 Jeez. Blood Angels, 5 Ultramarines, 1 Black Templar, 3 Salamanders, 1 Raven Guard, 1 White Scar, 5 Iron Hands, and 2 Death Watch. Totaling 54 for the Space Marines factions. So that means Dude. only 14 teams out of the 68 did not take mm-hmm. Space Marines Super Faction. Still a core of your team's environment. The, the, mm. the flexible Space Marines. Pick Absolutely. the one that makes the most sense to your lineup. And most people think it's Blood Angels. There, were, there was double. a time. Well, it, it's crazy how many Blood Angels there. Mm. They're, they're just they're so good for differentials right now. But yeah. like the Space Marines had this 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 window that was just gone until Armor yeah. Contempt came up, and then all of a sudden, all of them flood. are now worth it. There's well, a flood of Space Marines. Exactly right. The bus stop Space Marines list aren't that amazing for the team differential because they're always going to score big, but their opponents are going to score big too. Because they, yeah. they score a lot of points, but they don't stop you scoring. Blood Angels, if paired appropriately, is smothering to the It is a 20 list for sure. That's, Give them that's what donuts. paired appropriately is what we're hoping for. Yeah that's, yeah, that's the quotations there, but that's what that's for. If paired appropriately. What doesn't it want to see, Paul? You, you, you're the Blood Angels guy. What what do you not want to see as Blood Angels, though? That's a, a that's a great question. So what what I don't want to face against is a bunch of fight last. So mm-hmm. things with that have multiple ways to, to assign a fight last mechanic is not something the Blood Angels want to see. So or, hope and hope about fighting death. I don't care about fight on death. Typically, uh, that is that is something. So if you're talking about Wolfen, maybe uh, then you can take them out with bolters. So I'm not too worried about that. And then fight on death is sometimes with a, like with a banner or whatever, you just get one attack. You know, so mm-hmm. it's it's not as detrimental as 
the fight or the, or the fact that they just basically stymies you. You've done all this work to set up all these charges and get in there. And then they're like, you know what? You're still going second. Like that's a bit of a, that's a dagger. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So moving on to the chaos perfection, there's one chaos soup, two chaos space marines, 17 T suns, 11 death guard, three demons, 25 renegade knights. They are topping Imperial yeah, Knights dude. now. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is the Renegade Knights the team list now instead of Imperial Knights? Like, not, Imperial Knights is still 22. That's still obviously yeah. very close. But but it is rare that we see the Renegades higher than yes, the Imperials. That's, that, that was um, my point there. Thank you for clearing that up, yeah. Adam. <laughs> With Renegades, specifically in a team environment, is that you can um, make the Dread stuff a factor. Like There are yeah. some armies where the Dread, the dread effect is less of an issue but when you get a slight, just a slight bit of influence on your matchups, and I do mean like there, there will be teams that, that specifically pair into you where you they, they're designed to not give you good matchups. But mm. when you have the slight bit of influence on what your matchups could be, then that dread could really be an issue. Well, mm. exactly right. And we, there's a lot of discussion in when you go into teams about lists that are able to flip the expected outcome. So let's say you pair knights poorly. Yeah. They, get, they go into a, a, a matchup they're not expected to win. Imperial Knights have far less chances of digging themselves out of a bad position than Renegade Knights do because Renegade Knights always have the propensity that your army just doesn't work versus them. Yeah, It's always that wrench in the works like, ah, oh, cool, I'm, just, I'm playing against Renegade Knights. I should smash this. Ah, oh, failed on my dread tests and I got steamrolled. Imperial Knights have a lot more like, they're more flat across the board, but when they go into the bad matchups, I, f- I feel like it's harder for them to flip it around to turn it to turn it through player agency but they have i i feel like imperial knights have better better you know baseline scoring still right their, their baseline score i think is better it's, it's also like and especially a team environment a lot of people don't actually see some of the bad matches they might have like say like a screamer killer like spam list if they goes mm-hmm. into an imperial knight list like that's that could be good for them as long as they can get yeah. uh, some of the charges up but they go into a chaos knight list no. their leadership is only six they're, they're doomed they're doomed. straight up doomed. <laughs> yeah like, that's rough. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's also knowing uh, what you're pairing them into. Like if you're a screamer killer list, stay away from Chaos Knights, man. There or any orc list as well. Orcs or any orc can, list. Orcs yes, exactly. cannot beat Renegade Knights. I am yeah. almost convinced yeah. it is so bad. Unless you got two was bombs, two was bombs. Hey, my so orcs can't beat. You don't I, think I, so? I think the conventional full aggro goth list really struggles because you hit the first wave of of war dogs who are out front. Next wave walks up, and then they're in turn two or turn three, and then all the dread tests are really bad for you. Mm-hmm. Your baseline uh, baseline leadership saves are usually between the six and nine. Nothing goes ten, nothing goes eleven. As soon as you're making those dread tests on three d six, you are stuffed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let alone when the modifier is kicking, you're taking them on neg two. Um, and so your orc list needs two or three of its big boy units or mega knobs in addition to boys to pull down things like minus one damage, you know, reactive stratagem stuff. Let alone how you kill the freaking unkillable abominant when half your units don't work. Yeah. Um, stuff like that becomes a real big issue for orcs. Yeah, that makes that 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 makes a lot of sense too. Like the renegade knights, I feel like are both both knights. You take both of them in a team. That's that's really good because it's even harder for your opponent to yeah. pair into them. But uh, renegade knights, I feel like if they get a really good pairing, they get a massive differential. Imperial knights are a little more Ex- even in terms of what they can well, go up against. It's exactly points. it's exactly the reason we're seeing blood angels, right? It's to exactly. maximize yeah. the differential a lot more. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Paul. I think you muted. Oh, you're, you're, Paul's gone. We lost Paul. We lost Paul. It's okay. I'll, I'll keep going. Continue. With 
I'll continue with this uh, Xeno Super Faction while Paul figures that out. We have 23 Necrons, 16 Orcs, and 18 Taos. Pretty even spread with the Xenos there. Excuse the Hive Mind, there are 28 Tyranids. Not surprising there. And three GSC. You know why there's GSC in this event, Adam? Why? GSC get differential. They do. Hey, explain that. Yeah. Oh, oh, Paul's Unpa back. Un Perfect. Unpack that. <laughs> Okay, I was so, talking about Blood Angels before. You didn't need to hear that. Yo, yo, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so GSC, they, they they have really good secondaries. There. Two of their secondaries got really good Jacked. if you build right. Like the, the Brood Swarm is amazing. Mm. Ambush even got really good if you build for it. I know a lot of people aren't building for it. You should, because, wow, it's actually really helpful to just kill someone with a crossfire, get exposed, kill someone that comes in from ambush. Like it, it, you, you get points for it. The, they're really good at denying your opponent's points. You have the lying away to come outside just inside of three to grab an objective away. You have a lot of obsec most of the time, and you're, you can be very, very fast. So the GSE not only score points themselves, but they also deny you points while they're scoring their points. That's where the differential comes from. So you put that into it. It's, it's pretty versatile. There's not too many matchups that are like, oh my God, I can't go into that. There are some, don't get me wrong. I mean, even if you ended the game 50 to zero or whatever, you've, you've created a, a Herculean mm -hmm. lift for your team. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So that that's the that's the big thing with all these, and that's why the Bloodings are in here. That's why even like Renegade Knights of Feel are in here. That's why GSC's in here. Necrons are becoming that too because their point yeah. scoring is really good and they're good at denying it with all obsecs. So this is this is how you build team lists. Like you, it's not just about winning your game. You want to try and create the differentials. You want to have at least one or two lists, ideally in a five man team, at least two lists that create those differentials, get your team mm -hmm. that leads. So everybody else just kind of like okay, just need to keep it even, close as I can, and then we're still going to win this game. It's round. <laughs> uh, moving on to the Eldari Superfaction, there is four Eldari, seven Drakari, seven Harlequins, and 20 Suriani. So that means the faction podium is Sisters Heck at yeah. 32, Tyranids at 28, and then Renegade Knights at 25. And again, the Space Marines are technically the most of the 54, because being that so many teams, but there's so many different factions. that doesn't. That's not how we do faction podium. So Sisters topping it off. And I, again, that's a differential list. It, 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 well, it, it is now. It's also possibly the best teams list in the game. Yeah, because it, it can go it can go into everything and do really well. Doesn't yeah. matter. You can literally throw that up or leave it to last. There's no wrong way to use your sisters mm -hmm. list. And I don't believe there's a pin um, that I have discovered that will, you know, when you throw up your list and your opponent puts gives you, you know, the, the traditional giant douche um, sh crap sandwich options of which one to mm -hmm. pick from. I'm not sure there's two bad options that you can give you sisters crap right sandwich. now. I was going to say. The thit sandwich, but I, I thought we, you know, I'll reel it back. He he cleaned it up. He cleaned it up for I everybody. Did. He cleaned up the dirty sandwich. Now you're right too. The thing is too with sisters, because like you said, they have like no real bad matchups. You can put two that would be what you think are bad matchups. This should be like, okay, what's worse for the rest of my team? I'll take that and I'll still exactly pull out a win. Probably. Sisters, sisters can just jump on whatever grenades you need, yeah. or they can go and bully. I think they're really versatile. Well, I mean, think about it, with the differential involved is that is that they really can play any against any army, mm -hmm. uh, and, and so you could get the fact get them even if you hold what is a strong matchup to to fifteen twenty points ahead of you. Yeah, it's a flip. That's a flip for your yeah. team. Exactly right, man. And it's almost like you want your best player to be on the sisters because it, it, it no matter what they go into, you're just going to be like, all right, this one you go and brutalize them. This one mm -hmm. sit back, make sure they don't get a big win. This one. Hold steady. Wait. Wait until you know. Kind of 
chuck the chess clock on you and take some time on your first couple of turns so the other guys get ahead of you and the coach can come past and say, push, push, we're going down. And, you know, you can start sending the, the repenture in and stuff like that. Really, Keep those melters really firing, popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, love, I love that stuff for sisters. Yeah. Um, as for how do we feel about Renegade Knights being third? I mean, we already unpacked them a little bit, but with the, we didn't have the context of them being the third most represented faction. I can speak from experience that they can score points. They're actually very good. The team I have score. a Renegade Knight player in the room right now, and I'm just going to say they're easy mode. Yeah, there you go. Make sure he, make sure he knows. Just stick that crayon up your nose and go. <laughs> he looks incredibly wounded right now. I'm, I'm, I'm get that bunker and send in the hounds. Do it. Um, <laughs> but we'll get to it. Actually, as, you know, we're actually going to cover my team in, the, in, in what we've got. Ren- so Renegade Knights is that they have a lot of. Uh, we we talked about it on previous shows or whatever, but there are ways to really get the jump on your opponent, and and when you can make those uh, those fast moving knights an issue, and and when you can make the leadership stuff an issue, then they become a lot more viable than it would be in a take-all-comers format. Remember, this is not necessarily a take-all-comers format, and, and right. I think that's why a lot of teams have chosen to go with them well, uh, be- because they've got a lot, of, a lot of options. But it's a team format that has been it's, – it's spot on. This is not a singles format, but this is the first big team event since Nephilim. So it's kind of a redefining of what that – what what that what this packet has done? I'd love you know one thing I'd love to do, and I do not have the time or the bandwidth. I would love somebody to go through all the lists and find out what the average CP starting for each faction is. How many CP are all the all, are all the sisters list starting with on average? Necrons, Renegade Knights of the Space Marines. I'd love to know how this has fundamentally changed uh, because it's really going to tell you. Well, conventional thinking would tell me that. The aggressive players, the players with a really well-honed and built-in game plan, will start with less CP because they'll be more confident to purchase their relics and warlord traits that fit in with their game plan up front. If you're a flexible defensive list, maybe you need more reactive CP, need to reroll the save, pump more transhumans. I want to know if that kind of stuff holds true because that's, no, that's just yeah. you're you're exactly right. I think because there there are times when you know it's it's do you spend that like there there are certain lists before Nephilim. That the way they built their list would have started with negative two, negative three CP. Mm. Like you just, mm. you just couldn't make them anymore. So, yeah. where did they make the compromise? Exactly. And I'd love to. The, the other one I'd love to know is the average starting CP for each team, because <laughs> I think that would be almost like who's who's the most confident here. Who's we'll just try like, to track that. We'll, tr- ah. we'll we'll try to we'll try to track that. Like I don't know what I don't even know what it is on my team by the way. So I have zero stats. I have zero to add. But I think that is actually <laughs> something uh, to look at. The one hundred percent. All right, well, let's jump into some of the top teams in attendance, gentlemen. We have four for your viewing pleasure. Mm. And really, this is a viewing pleasure kind of thing. If you listen to this back, you're missing a lot of the visual enjoyment of our show. Of course. Um, jumping in, so the first one I had to do was Ardivore. They're number one, the number one team in the world right now on the ITC team rankings. I think everybody is going to want to look at their lists, especially to find out what the hell is going on for their p- first points of reference. And there are a lot of very interesting things to talk about with this team. Um, some very interesting archetypes. And the first one sets the pace. This is um, Triple Patrol Drakari with Enhanced Sensory Organs and Master Torturers. So Enhanced Sensory Organs is a custom... Um, uh, rat, rat coven, homunculus coven, oh, which is ignores cover. <laughs> Where the hell has this been for forever? How the hell am I just learning about this now? I knew this existed, but oh, how the hell have we not seen this taken on lists yet? Um, and then of course it's got the uh, master tortures, which means that the CP used for the realster wound is one less, possibly free. 
Is uh, it uh, ignore the effects of cover or just like ignore the cover save? I will read it out to you right now because I pulled it up. Each time model with this obsession makes I, an attack. I love it when you have to go to the chart like, what, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. It makes an attack. The target does not receive the benefits of light or heavy cover against that attack. Wow. Okay. This little this little sleep has just been sitting there in that Builder Bear section of the Drakari book for, what, almost two years? And this is the first time I'm, I'm getting slapped in the face with it. But okay, this list is very simple. Triple freaking Tantalus, boys. Three of the catamarans. And then it's got nine units of MSU racks, three killer characters, three units of incubi, and everything and can fit radar. in the Tantalus, by the way. So the reason there's like everything you could have three drops, <laughs> everything's in the Tantalus. It's triple clown car, double catamaran yeah. goodness. This thing is ferocious. What? You, yeah, who, exactly. Who that's even has three Tantaluses? Tantali? Tantali? Nick Nadavati well, has three Tantalus. Tantali. Exactly right. I was I was in that house, and Nick used to joke about how he had three unbuilt Tantaluses. Well, Tentaloons. Tentaloons. is probably the actual true, true I like that. Uh, plural. He, he tried to get me to build them for him, and I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> no. I built one. I am not building that uh, one. <laughs> I will not build those models. Uh, but for those who don't know, these are 250 points a pop now. Uh, but there's movement 16 with toughness 7, 18 wounds, 6 attacks in combat, a 3 plus save. But here's the kicker. They come with two super disintegrators, which are mm. assault 6, Strength eight minus three two damage, and in these this configuration they have ignores cover. So there's twelve shots of pop. Strength eight minus three two damage ignores cover. Really good. They're not bad in combat. Um, they do like, a, one a, of the vehicles. Like, they actually can assault the tantalus mm. yourselves. Can they can assault? The, they will punch you in the teeth. Like they, yeah, yeah. And they auto advance twelve. By the way, do yep. not rank an advance roll. Auto advance twelve. So it just moves twenty eight inches and shoots with its assault six two assault six guns. Um, Really good. It's really good, especially when they're like all clown carring with incubi and killer characters every turn. This should not be slept on. Next up, we have an Asuriani Hail of Doom uh, Battalion and Patrol. Um, this is it's pretty much what you'd expect. It actually hasn't really changed that much. It's pretty much some of the numbers have gone up and down from the previous um, Halo Doom build. Still got thirty Dire Avengers. Th- still three units of Wind Riders. Five five four. Two units of five banshees, a unit of stripping, scooping scorpions. A unit of swooping scorpions. Stooping scorpions. Yes, Whoa, that'd be an awesome unit. New <laughs> aspect created here on the Thursday show. Uh, Baharoth, Karandras, bunch of MSU Windriders and Rangers. A very good archetype. It's still going to be very strong, is what it is. Um, mind you, I feel like it's an archetype that needs a table pick now. It used to be that Halo Doom with the Masterful Shots and Ignore's cover could play on any density of terrain. I feel like this is more likely to want a light or medium than being able to, to take on everything, right? Because if the table uh, just has a godload of cover, unless you roll sixes, your army just doesn't do much. Yeah, I guess that's true. But I mean, you have a lot of dice. You're going to roll sixes, right? Oh, yeah, you're going <laughs> <just gonna happen. laughs> like, it, to. Right. It, it's, it's volume of fire. It's, I mean, well, mm. this is volume of fire with that many Windrunners, that many Dire Avengers. Like, it, it's going to... I don't think... Well, let's look at the rest of the list because I want to see where who they would want to put on like a light table that, that lines up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, we have a Blood Angels Battalion with Mephiston. Mephisto. Uh, there is so Mephiston. There's there's a I, and I I'm I'm calling this right now. The reason Mephiston's in there is purely for a secondary choice. It is one hundred percent. It is yeah. it is to get the psychic secondaries because Unlocked, I yeah. will say as as a Blood Angel player, you you kind of struggle if you have to play defensively. Is like what secondaries do I pick? Mm. And, and also, Mephiston gives you a little bit of insurance in some of those situations. With Armor Contempt and um, 
all that. Him just standing like in cover on in the middle doing psychic ritual every turn, he's a pain in the ass to dig out. He's got a natural two up with a five up feel no pain. Um, it's got toughness five as well. Toughness uh, it, it's you know, it is five. Like it enhanced yeah. toughness, a lot of wounds. He's he's an absolute asshole to try and dig out from cover. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, next up, spicy today. Uh, so three units of seven Sangard, five Death Company, unit of ten Vanguard vets, and then the usual Dante Sang Priest, etc. Um, we've got Sisters, the Bloody Rose Battalion, um, Val eight eight five Repentia, nine and six Zeraphim. Five Seraphim, a Castigator, Tombs of Ten, Retributors, and a Rhino. Pretty straightforward, that one. Um, in fact, I think I've seen that exact list being played over on the YouTube channel a couple of times. And then lastly, we have the Necrons. This is a Vanguard, Supreme Command, and an Outrider. It is Obsec with the Scout move. Silent King, Double Catan. And those two Catan are the Deceiver and the Void Dragon. So spend yeah. a bit of a premium on top this of This player Vincent. obviously has no idea how to play Warhammer 40,000. No, no, no never, idea. Never heard, never heard of him. No, no. This never is, heard this of him. Horrible list. Never um, heard of him. A three by three scarabs, two doom sites, two units of five score pick destroyers, and a very small unit of tomb blades, just a three. So some MSU portions, some things to go out and disrupt your primary with the tomb blades and the scarabs. Tomb doom sites to kind of keep you honest, like to actually have a decent amount of ranged anti-tank oh, when couple kind of, of those things are devastating. With, they're they're like good, now. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a huge amount of shots, so you are kind of beholden to some luck. But when you add up that with the men here, you're just guaranteed to like Pop a knight, a turn, and things like that. So um, stats wise, let me let me give you let me, here's an impressive stat for you. Sure. Is sure. that at the ATC we talked about several hundred players? There are two deceivers. And one's here. One's one you guys have got. One of them's here, and then one of them's on my team's list. So either we both missed the mark, or we are not <laughs> both geniuses. So, We're gonna find so, out in a couple of days. <laughs> so there's twenty. So there's twenty three Necron lists. So twenty one other Necron players. Did not make that choice. Uh, although there are quite a few double Catan builds, but yeah. Hey, um, the, the, one of the deceivers is here in the room. I have to point out that 21 other Necron players did not make that choice. <laughs> How do you feel? How do you feel he's, right now? Uh, he's ignoring uh, me as he's painting models. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> the true way to get ready for a tournament at the hotel room, painting models. Perfect. So you guys are ready. How do, how do you guys rate the deceiver? You are paying quite a bit of a premium. He's he's ju- he's pretty much the same in combat as a transcendent Catan, but you get the spicy redeploy. That's it. So he comes with some built-in, basically some things you don't have to pay for. So it's like a a bonus on top of what he, he already does. Like he's he's good, right? But he also gives you this miraculous thing that now is a premium in resource consumption. Yeah. Yes. Um. Like how how many people can afford to play to pay for Phantasm? And stuff turn one. That's the you thing. just have a you just have a redeploy. No, they, see, everybody's paying two CP for it. You're just paying sixty points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that worth and it? Are, I, I think that you, you look I at it like that. I it. think that's worth it for sure. Yeah, I think it's worth it now. Um, it used to be that we valued like a thirty-five point range. Like if you're doing something that was a CP equivalent for that many points, yeah. it was worth it. Um, and now I think that's gone through the roof. We could be—it's it's like 60, 70 points for a CP now, for a CP-like effect on your list. Um, mm. So I'm—I'm I'm all here for. It. I think deceivers are amazing. I like how you just described it—the C, the command point adjacent effect, the things that you mm. can replicate with natural abilities of a character or a list choice, and not have to spend their premium. Exactly right. How do you guys feel about this five pack? So we've got the spicy triple tantalus. We've got a pretty much all comers. What you'd expect. Asuriani, kind of, yeah, Blood Angels is the usual suspect, except for Mephiston, and Sisters are usual suspect as well. So it's kind of three really good, I guess, singles lists. 
Um, you, and then, you say Mephiston is not the usual suspect, and I agree. As 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 a as a Blood Angel player coming to this event and not taking Mephiston and and describing why, but I actually think with the with the secondaries being what they are, it could actually become the template. Well, I I think taking a librarian in a teams list for Blood Angels is simply because if you go into a bad matchup, you now have a secondary suite that you can do reliably yep. from your side of the table. You don't need to commit to get all your points. You can tempo the game out a bit more and pick your poison. Whereas if you take the conventional list without a Libya, without that, and you don't have that psychic trip and you have one or two, like maybe you get to play banners and sit in your deployment zone. Yeah, cool. Um, you know, whereas you take the it doesn't Lib- feel take good. The Libyan, it doesn't <laughs> feel great. You take the Libyan, all of a sudden it unlocks a whole new tree for you, a whole new way of, to play your army. Um, you just you just take that and Oath post up in the middle, 12 on Ritual, 10 on Oath, Bada bing, bada boom. That's good enough to you know to win you some games. Oh, just that easy too. To answer your earlier question too, I think you're right. I think the Asturiana do need a lighter table with this team because the rest yeah. of them don't care. The Necrons have a lot of out of line of sight. They they have the flyers, so they're fast, so they want to be able to hide mm-hmm. the Scorpex behind there too. So they, they don't need that. The Drukari do not want a heavy table actually, so they might want a light table too. Yeah, they ignore cover. Like, so what do they care? Yeah, but it's, it's not about it's not about the it's cover. The, it's about line of sight. They're essentially the same footprint as a Bane Blade. They're yeah, pretty... They're they're pretty oh, that is. Yeah. I mean, this have fly, so you can... That's true. Yeah. But I, 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 I agree, I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. yeah, they should be able to get angles, and they got lots of guys in there, too. Like lots of infantry that can do their own work, too, so it's not a huge deal. They'll be able to play it. I don't think they care as much about uh, the actual table itself, because like you said, they ignore cover. Just a really heavy one, they might struggle in, or at least they won't get their value out of because that's that'd be yeah. 750 points that won't be able to do much. That would yeah. be the mission of the opposing players if you're yeah. playing on that list with Tantalus. You want to start stacking up things to to mm. make it to where it's harder for them to play the game they want to play. Yeah, make them feel awkward. Yeah, exactly. Um, interesting that there is no knights in this in this five pack, and I thought that was considering how many knights got taken in this event was quite interesting that they did not. All right, jumping down to our next um, top team in attendance, or these aren't necessarily top teams. These are teams with good lineups and good uh, or, or just people who have really interesting players and builds that I wanted to, to highlight. Next up, we've got the Wobbly Modelers. This uh, starts off with Black Templars, Black Templars Battalion. Starts off with Chad Brecht, because, you know, why else are you here? Double Chappy, uh, some just MSU troops, like two units of, of whatevers and some infiltrators, I think. Um, ten Termies, two units of ten Vanguard Vets. So a very defensive build. I know one unit of the Vanguard Vets. I think there's a, a Judicia in this list as well that I forgot to list. And one of the Vanguard Vets has the Fight's Last a Holy Orb. So a couple of instances of Fight Last oh, and like some that. Jank. But yeah, this feels like a defensive list. Like it just all moves into the middle behind the Termies and then starts popping out from there with probably four units of five Vanguard Vets from Combat Squatting. Um, good list. Yeah, good mm-hmm. list. Um, next one down, we have the first of the Renegade Knight, which is a Super Heavy Detachment Iconoclast, which is Herpetrax. Uh, Abominant, Desecrator, three Executioners, a single Carnivore, Three stalkers and thirty-five reinforcement points. I do love that nice little number there. I'm not quite sure what thirty-five points gets you. I was what does usually thirty-five get you the mask? Maybe I don't think it does. I think no. all the I think the cheapest I think the cheapest herald the cheapest character is a fifty-point herald of Slanesh, which is what I the number I usually see. Um, he's got it priced up on his list to say that it's enough to purchase one beast of Nurgle, but I'm not I'm not sure what one beast of Nurgle does because I don't think they can put up banners, can they? The beast. They're not infantry, they're beasts, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. hangs so out. I'm not quite sure what that gets you, but hope there's probably a plan, a method to the madness. Herpetrax, um, what what does that uh household do? That's the plus two wounds. Hmm. 
But on every, or plus two wounds on all the little ones and plus four wounds on the big one. Four I wounds think. on the big ones. Yeah. yeah. It's got a, it's got a pretty good um relic and wall of trade if I remember right. Yeah, there's there's strats like mortal wounds on the charge or something. A few mm. well, strats not not that great, but the uh, the relic and the warlord trade are good. Um, next up, we have a Necrons Patrol Supreme Command and Outrider. It really just seems like Necrons is the only army that gets to take three detachments now, um, as, you, as which will hold true as we go through these as well. Um, Silent King with twenty warriors, a reanimator, and a ghost arc. So full investment on keeping those twenty warriors turning over. Two to six Scorpex, six Ophidians, MSU Scarabs, three Tomb Blades, and three Heavy Destroyers makes up this list. I quite like this one for a bit more of a all-rounder. It's got the Warriors. It's got the so I still got three bombs, three units of, two, three units of really aggressive Destroyers or Ophidians, um, and then the three Heavy Destroyers sitting at the back with the Silent King, kind of doing what the Doom Scythe are doing in the previous Necron list, sitting back, making sure you can put some pressure on some Knights or opponent's single castigator stuff like that um and the warriors with full investment just body up in front and hope you don't play against sisters <laughs> <laughs> uh, sisters this, though if they're heavy melters i guess but they were not we're actually seeing a bunch of zephyrim that will charge zephyrim, and, yeah, 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 and, and the yeah. Repentia, yeah, zephyrim so. are terrifying now wow mm. yeah um next up we have what we have one of my favorite lists of the event this is a baltan of suriani battalion one of every aspect warriors except Dark Reapers plus Baharoth, obviously. That's the list. And then I put <laughs> hashtag almost perfect on the end of this one because it's just like what aspect warrior away from being the dream. But I understand Dark Reapers are a road too far for some. Which is uh, weird the, to say because they've been, they've been the go-to for ever. I, I like four years. I like Beltane, by the way, because it's, it's reliable. You get the rerolls, yes. you know, and so it's... In, in probably in this environment where again where you can kind of kind of slightly pick your pick your matchups and that and that reliability if you could just chug mm. out even if even if this list only got a draw like they tied dead even then you, that that's against a difficult matchup you're good but this last one for this five pack is a sisters bloody rose battalion um this is an interesting list i feel like the, when i look at the list in this five pack this is the guy that needs to go out and get the big wins he's got celestine vile three paragon war siege three units of eight repentia five seraphim two units of five zephyrum three single mortifiers and a rhino if i remember correctly i don't believe there's any retributors in this list um this is a full push aggro uh sisters list we have a uh, defensive templars defensive uh, skewed necrons although they can be a bit of a tweener and then kind of aggressive renegade knights and sisters and then a jack of all trades a Syriani build i quite like this five pack which is which is why i brought it to your attention boys yeah i like it. Guys- i like the build of it it's uh i think they have an answer for everything they need they have two good attackers they have two good options for defenders so what do you like- think is the second attacker there I think the knights. I think the renegade knights in this lineup have to be the second attacker. If 100%. not, it's, it's the black templars. The black templars can be surprisingly quick. They're uh, they're an all comers. They're they're yeah. I I look at them as more of an all comers with a little bit more of a skew to defensive rather than offensive. Mm. Yeah, and believe me, that wasn't a challenge. I think there's a no. couple of attackers mm. here, and I think there's you know it's like what 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 are we considering? Like what is a premium attacker in this format right now? Um, like what are the attributes yeah. of a premium attacker in this in this format? Pressure on your primary. Is the, is the way I look at it, because it'll maximize the differential. So stuff that will get on your primary un, undeniably be be giving you a donut turn two if they want, like mm-hmm. for your turn two in primary score. That means a very quick turn one. Um, so things like Sisters do it very well, Blood Angel do it well, Knights do it very well. Uh, anything, any others you can touch on, Dustin, that I missed? There are a couple more. In terms of 
what, what makes a good attacker? Pure, pure, the pure yeah. attacker attribute. Pure attacker. You want to be because a lot of people put it down with their defenders. They're trying to deny your points. So the whole idea of putting these attackers into them is to try to mitigate that. You're trying to get on them, deny their points. So you have to be killy. You have to be fast and killy. Either depending on the, what the tables look like here too, you usually have to be killy in close combat, like getting into them, like like Adam was mm-hmm. saying, like turn turn two, flipping. turn one, ideally. But yeah. But you need to be oh. able to get into them. You need to get right on top of them and make sure you're denying their, their primary as soon as possible so they are not mitigating you and you are completely... When you take out a defender like that, you flip the, you flip the pairings hard. That, that's, that's important. You know, we're talking about how to flip those, those differentials or whatever. I also want to say, welcome to the Raiders that came in. We really appreciate that coming and checking out the channel. Fantastic. Uh, that, that is absolutely awesome. Thank you very much. And also, Rating if you join us live for the first time, we have a great chat community. So, like, thanks for them welcoming. Before I even saw that coming in, really appreciate that. It really, it, it's one of the things that keeps us going around and around. All right. Next up, we have Beast Coast because they're like one of the OG, you know, teams mm-hmm. of, of Northern America. Like, so when I when I first started paying attention to the competitive scene, Beast Coast was the team. Um, we got Renegade Knights up first, Super Heavy Detachment, also House Herpetrax. Uh, but differs in build a little bit, um, Has doesn't have the second big knight. This is Abominant, three brigands, the same single carnival, which I find is interesting, and then two units of three stalkers. Nice, tight, tidy package. Uh, then we've got Custodes, first Custodes list we've seen. This is a patrol and a vanguard of Emperor's Chosen. It's just full chunk, boys. It's it's actually full mechanized. Three Caladius, two Palace, three Venerable Contemptors, one Achilles dreadnought. So their challenge is like, wow. How do I dodge the sisters? That's all there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally it. If literally I dodge it. the sisters, I'm getting I'm getting hundred points. I'm getting tons of points. Um and this is this is like almost it feels like it's almost Tau esque in the firepower it puts out and the defensive profiles. Um it feels like every contemptor is a, is a, is like two two crisis suits stuck together. Um it's really kinda I, I like this list. I like the system teams a lot. Then we have a Dark Angels Outrider, which I think Paul, this is Sasha, who you reviewed on Art of on the Art of War. Um, I, I call this an orc's wet dream because it's just so much DACA. They're just like, I wish I had this much DACA. Two Talonmasters, Samael, two to five Black Knights, two Land Speed of Vengeance, three Storm Speed of Thunderstrikes, and two Dark Talons. That's the whole list, oh, apart all from all that damage. Yeah. It's so the only thing I would do differently in this list as Dark Angels player is I'd stick the two units of Black Knights together. Because there's some games where you just want a, the unit of ten. And then you can always combat squad them when you want. Because uh, funnily enough, Sherman, not- sorry to jump in. It's, it's the old, it's the old chaos is where we're uh, for this event. I believe is not, not yeah. the new chaos. Yeah, yeah. Two only two CSM. I looked at that number. And I was just like, yeah, not new book. Wait, yeah. Black Knights yeah. can go to ten man. I didn't, I didn't know that. You can go to ten man, and then you combat squad them down to two fives. And because if you if you keep the ten man together, like that, weapons of the dark age just becomes. I thought uh, they were a, max a, nine. a world ender. A world wow. ender. No, nah, it's max ten. Yeah. Well um, then. Why aren't you doing uh, it as 10? You're going to split them. I will be doing it as 10 as soon as I finish painting them. Like, you know, it's, it's, here's one right here. Hello. <laughs> I love it. Like, yeah, it's right there. That would be right here. It's right here. I swear. Um, so, yeah, that's the only thing I changed here. Apart from this, this list is utter savagery. And this is, I will blow you off from the other, I will blow you up from the other side of the table. And then when you try and close, I'm, I'm over there now because everything in my army just scoots, just is so quick. I did um, see, actually, this, this list was at the team tournament that I was at last weekend. It, uh, it was good. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was Dustin thumbs up, seal of approval. Yeah, so. seal of approval. Yep. 
Um, Imperial Knights is up next. This is Super Heavy Detachment. It is a Free Blade Lance, which is, I mean, we could spend a while unpacking what the Free Blade Lance gives, but this is an interesting build. Um, this is an errant, two Megaras, a single Lightning Lock Moirax, and two Warglaves. So it's the first time in a while we've seen the three bigs, three smalls. Um, how do you boys feel about this? Imperial Knights, I actually think the three bigs is good. The two Megaras is spicy hmm. because they used to be the go-to knight. They kind of went a little bit by the wayside before they, before they got like some of the, I think it was some of the keywords they were missing and just the, the new ones yeah. just got better. Well, the UFQs gave them all the rules. So they got all the rules now. Yeah, now the that they have all the rules, I think they're back to being chonk. Yeah, I, two is interesting to me because they neither of them come with a bondsman trait. Um, so they don't, they can't give that out. But when you only take three warglaves, yeah, you, your errant gives out two. There's only one of them that doesn't get it anyway, yeah. so it's not a big deal. That's and that one's deal. probably the lightning lock, you know, jumping from ruin yeah. to ruin in the back of your board. Um, and then the last of these five pack is Necrons Patrol Outrider Supreme Command, another triple detachment <laughs> Necron build. So it's three in a row, guys. Um, this is full aggro hate. Is uh, three units of Scorpex, three units of Race, three units of Fidians, MSU Scarabs, and Silent King. This is a tidy. Full gonna go get you. Oh. A, a there's no deceiver list. in this list, so I can't take you seriously. No, there's no deceiver. <laughs> it's obviously, well, the whole army is just gonna scout move at you and just blitz. This is a full attacker uh, Necron list, which is cool yeah. to see they can have that duality, right? We we saw it, one previously that was more a bit more of a defensive skew. We saw the one from Art of War that was a bit of all comers, and this one is just straight attacker. Yeah, this this is the one that we're talking about for an attacker list because this is what it's meant for. And I mind you, it has to be careful what it does attack into because there are some things that they'll struggle into if they have too much durability. I feel like it would actually struggle a little bit into that custodes list that they brought. Yes, it actually would because those Caladius profiles are very good at, at yeah. killing them. And then when you get in combat, and if your damage three guy doesn't kill the dreadnought, mm -hmm. the damage two guys ain't going to do it, and yeah. that dread will punch will punch you down in pretty short order. Because um, it's the minus one damage with the six up feel no course. pain. It makes some really wonky interactions. That said, this list is scary for a lot of lists out there. It's terrifying, so. man. This <laughs> list is really good. Turn one, Completely. you're going to have three units of Ophidians. Turn two, you're going to have three units of Scorpacks or three units of Wraiths. Right. And then turn three, the Scorpacks. Like, yeah, just Waves. every every turn, there is a wave of something in your face. So if you're watching this live, you can't follow along at BCP. The list are there. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this after the fact, uh, keep track of us. What's what's happening to the teams over the course of this weekend? It is in BCP. You should be able to track. I think you can see all the list uh, as well. So all of this for all the teams, not just the ones we're covering. Should we hit a commercial break before we hit the biggest and baddest team in attendance? <laughs> or you have to buy some scrub I've never heard of, though. Let's let's hit that commercial, and then we will come back and, and cover. Uh, the Wrong Way Kids team, and then we'll, we'll uh, talk about some more events happening all around the world. At Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great, too. Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, Frontline Gaming mats are custom-made one at a time. Printed with high-quality ink, our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or a skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real-world setting, there's a great-looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table, and they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. 
Every Mac comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers at Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. So well, Paul, did the, <laughs> Paul did the honorable thing and evacuated before we could talk about his team. He's just like, oh, I can't, I can't sit here in good conscience and talk about myself. Just, just um, an empty chair. Just an empty chair. He's actually, he's actually at, his, at another computer watching it now because he wants to see what we'll say yeah. about him. And his team exactly right. <laughs> so this is the wrong way. Oh, he's back. Oh, there he is. There he is. Oh, what a miss. What a miss. <laughs> Nothing at all. I tried to act like you were being noble, stepping away from the, the camera rather than talking about your own side. Oh, oh, I can't instead, do that. That's physically we, impossible. We from you. So start us <laughs> off with uh, where did the, the name of wrong way kids come from, Paul? Uh, so that's interesting. So it's our club name and we're trying to figure out like what's, what's a cool club game? What's slightly ironic or what have you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where we came in. It's like the Roman kids. We talked several, several candidates made it, but the Roman kids passed all the uh, the inspection, and that's what we are. <laughs> if you that's could, a... uh, for one event, change your name to the Lost Boys and rock up in costume, that would be wow. Oh my goodness! If my if my wife was watching this, she will probably also advocate for that, and I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> Red would be down. Red, but, Red but is a it, nice '80s mullet, hundred percent. But is it the Lost Boys? From Peter Pan, or is the Lost Boys from uh, the saxophone playing? You know the saxophone Adonis. playing. Okay. Um, the saxophone playing was it San Francisco vampires? San, it was California. Cala is San San Bernardino or something like that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where are yeah. the Frog Brothers from? Chat, help us out. It, it was that one I was talking about. Right, um, how many anyway. in chat? How many of you in chat were actually thinking of the Lost Boys from Peter Pan right now? Raise your hands. Be honest. Be, how many of you are actually thinking that? I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just Wrong curious what Adam's going. Like, I'll go with whatever. <laughs> I, I can play along. I'm just curious where it was at. <laughs> yeah. uh, just some denim short shorts would just do it for me. Yes. Uh, and I did so, actually. I, hang on. I did mention my wife. Her birthday is in a couple of days. So I want to say happy birthday. If she have, you know, is listening and watching. Oh, that's cute. nice. Somebody cut that. Clip it. Send it. Clip it. Through. Send it over to her. <laughs> that was a um, nice little cameo shot there. But this is the wrong way, kids. Santa Carla was the Lost Boys. <laughs> Uh, Santa Carla. Yeah. Um, we start off with this five pack with a Yanari battalion, which I am all here for. But aside from having the Yin Khan and one flyer, it's all Asuriani. Five Banshees, five Scorps, five Shadow Spectres, huge fan. Three Shining Spears, uh, one unit of three D Cannons, a Hemlock, and a Void Raven. That's a spicy combination of two flyers, if I ever did see one. Um, Surprisingly, a nice duality with the Dark Lancers and the Hemlock Guns. Like, they both fly up, you know, you bomb something and then, you know, Dark Lancer, you fly up and Hemlock and finish them off. Um, I actually don't mind that. And the Yinkan, I think, is a, is a great pick for anyone who's willing to go down that rabbit hole. I think it's just a really well-priced monster. If you're playing Yinari, I think you do, you do throw in the Yinkan because mm-hmm. it can just come out of nowhere or whatever. Oh, sure. This This army is designed to melt MSU. So any MSU yeah. army, and, and that could be... Adept to Sorotas, you know, it could be any anything that has that relies on five man squads or five well, or six man squads or whatever. I, I, I was looking at it, I'm like, this is just a great mirror match build. This is great into other Eldari, hunting down other Drakari and Harlequins. I think I, I respect this build a lot. Um next up we have Death Guard. This is a battalion and supreme command and is the ferryman. 
Two to ten plague marines with like sixty points of extra crap. Uh, <laughs> Twenty plus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was looking at the list and I just I was scrolling down and like the unit entry is like this big on my screen. I'm like I'm not reading that. It's got all the stuff. Um, <laughs> um, Twenty pox walkers, five death shroud, three spawn, two flesh moaz, and then big old fat down mortarian to tie it all together. I'm a fan of this list. I think but, mortarian makes a lot on, more man. sense now. I can't spend a year talking about flesh mowers and like not bring them on the team. <laughs> yeah, on the I, team. I was yeah. about to give you so much flack if there was no That's flesh mowers. <laughs> shame you, shame on you. Um, then next up we have Necrons once again a triple detachment, triple detachment, uh, patrol, patrol, supreme command. Of course, again, obsec with the scout move, Silent King, Nightbringer, and Deceiver. So essentially, apart from the Void Void Dragon being taken the Art of War build, it's pretty similar. Um, two to six Scarabs and two units of Locust Destroyers make up the core of this build. Had some MSU bits and pieces, uh, uh, whatever. But the two to six destroyers, I'm a huge fan with the Silent King. Um, if you'll notice, the one of the um, homogenous things about all these is that they've all taken one to two premium shooting things to go with their Silent King to make sure they get all the value, right? Was that a part of the thinking, Paul? Uh, yeah, so with the, with the Silent King. Actually, I can get the exact uh, line of thinking from the Necron player. He's right here in the room. Let me see what he says. He said, in your face, and it's all going to be. Okay. Amazing. That is a great line of thinking. Amazing. Uh, flip him off for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the two units of Locust Destroyers, once you have the Silent King buffs, just become hate machines. One of them gets the full rules to hit from Silent King. The other one gets the CP uh, buffs. Um, and they just, or they just both pop off. And with strength six minus three, two damage, they can kind of just kill anything. Um, really big fan. Oh, wait. Are they still D3 damage? I can't remember. Um, I think it's still D3. Yeah, either way, it's, it's fine. I don't think that's changed, yeah. Um, and last one, so the last two lists, um, Blood Angels Battalion, some noob player probably playing this. Um, Dante and the Sanguinor, big fan of the Sanguinor, five death company, fatty, eight, eight, nine units of Sangard, tunes of five assault marines. Assault marines making an impact, some um, unknown player wistfully just putting them in on a whim. Um, just include, just had the models, man. There's like, no come on, don't be shaming. <laughs> Why? Why yeah. not? Come on. So uh, does, does, the Sanguinor. Or sorry, were you going? Well, I, I I was going to allude to what this player is possibly thinking. When you oh, take okay. the bigger units of when you take the bigger units of Sangard, you need the Sanguinor insurance. Should that should something go against you, like somebody just or a pincher just pop up and make a twelve inch charge with Miracle Dice or something, Sanguinor pops in, get our jail free card. Your big unit of nine or eight, which you've overinvested in compared to other players doesn't take the negatives but by all means should this player be around can tell me if i'm wrong so we'll go with complete theory craft here at this point in time uh but the reason that i think that the, there are fatter units of sanguinary guard is b simply for that fact is that some i do believe that they are more win in certain situations but in an atc environment you want that more win. you need the more mm -hmm. win and and not only is there the sanguinar to to do the heroic intervention from off board which by the way you will always put the sanguinar in, in uh reserves one. So anybody playing against the Blood Angels with the, with the Sanguinar, expect them to be, always put them in reserve and expect them always to bring them in Heroically Intervene because he can come Heroically Intervene off the table. But also the Sanguinary High Priest has the Armor and Dominus. Uh, and can, so you've got the, the Banner Bearer, you have the High Priest and the Sanguinar that can all perform Heroic Interventions because you're, all ha you're going to have them in proximity to each other yeah. and then be able to give that insulation for the Sanguinary Guard when necessary. And I believe that you, you, 
the only reason you're going, going to go past seven sanguinary guards is when you're trying to invest more into that more win. And I really think that you're going to play a lot of games where there will be simply at the end of the game, the only there's going to be two or three sanguinary mar, guard bottles left on the table, and that's all that there are. And if they're in the right spots, you've got the game won. Happy days. Yeah, I, I actually don't mind it with uh, with the when you have the still have the small squads with the Death Company and the um the Tunes Assault Marines, you kind of it's it's fine. This is fine. It, it it just goes. And if it is win more, it means just that just means the differential is more, which is exactly that, what you're after. That's what we're going for. And, the, and as far as the assault squads go, with taking a couple of melted guns, the, like there's a situation to where you could you're trying to protect your back backfield with a very minimal amount of investment, and yeah. so players will try to us to take advantage of that opponents were trying to take advantage of that and you're like well you know what i know you brought five models over here or one chaos lord or something or whatever it's like well take a few melta shots most things don't like taking a few melta shots correct it's not fun <laughs> it's like it's like the opposite of fun yeah, yeah. so that, that, that's that's the premise there we'll see how it works out i uh, will say um, this the, the, the list though and, and the I'm the player of this list. If you haven't figured it out, <laughs> but there, what? I had no uh, idea. You've got to you've got to play into the secondaries, and the secondaries can be can be a little challenging depending on mm. what your opponent is. So I think that this is this is insulated from bad matchups, but getting that differential is where it becomes important, and that's why there's a di- additional sanguinary guard, and then you would see um. beyond mostly units. And then the last list making up this five pack is Renegade Knights. This is a super heavy detachment with House Vectrix. Um, Abominant, two to three huntsmen, uh, one unit, one single carnivore, and three carnivores. So pretty neat and tidy. Um, interesting, is it is it the Abominant that costs the extra points that you can't get the 11th War Dog in, or is it just because you took the expensive versions of the War Dogs? That's so with with the with the points the way that works out the abominant makes it slightly awkward and so you find yeah. yourself taking a couple of these like buffs to to the knights themselves mm. which which I think is, is going to be okay uh, mm. because of what they what it gives you but the list is is the premise behind the list is sometimes you can get a little bit of threat overload like with yeah. the infernal house you can move up there do a yeah. lot you you make your opponent start to to second guess where they moved where they're gonna move and can they commit anything to the midfield. Mm. really interesting like menagerie of lists so many of the ones we've read out have a necron build actually all of them have a necron build sorry every single one we just read out four out of four of the top top teams in attendance have a necron build and all four of them have the have the silent king all four of them are triple detachment very interesting that archetype um coalescing as we speak three out of the four have a renegade knights build only one of them has a renegade and a was it beast coast you had a renegade and an imperial so they're doing looking for the duality um and it's funny that they've got those two and the custodies so they've got three full mech three, full mech lists they're looking for some oppressive like one of us is going to take a bad matchup the other two aren't and it's going to be fine like yeah yeah I, li- I like that quite a bit that, that, that kind of dichotomy in a, in a team is meant to like they don't think that three 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 players on every team are not going to be able to deal with all three of those. They're not going to no, have three lists that can go yeah. into that and be like, "All right, I'm going to I'm going to beat this because it's just it won't work that way." Well, it's essentially having it's essentially got pseudo three night lists. Who yeah. has who has a, a three pack? Sorry, a five pack that has three anti exactly. Lists. People <laughs> usually bring two just to make sure that you'll you'll probably catch one of them. Yeah. And then so the way also- this works is uh, you put out a pairing and then you match up two against it, and so yeah. the 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 opponent, whoever it is, whether you're the opponent or the opponent puts up two match two list that the opponent can pick from and so you what you want to serve them is two bad options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh the turd sandwich and the giant douche. Yeah. <laughs> wow. As as it would be. Uh it's a it's a South Park reference. Jeez. 
Um, but so, gents, <laughs> I, I, of course, it's going to be hard not to call Art of War to win this one as the as literally the number one team in the world right now. But if I, you do, I will them, say they're the team to beat. Uh, they, Only they because they're, of the Tantaloons. That's the, t- <laughs> the Tantalides. The Tantaloons are the reason that that team is scary right uh, but man, now, for sure. They have a massive cr- massive crosshair on them. Everyone's going to be studying oh, yeah. their list, looking at how to beat them, unpacking them. So, fair enough. I'm putting them as my lock to win. I think you'd be hard-pressed not to. But I want these I want these unknown, these these wrong-way kids, these fresh-faced beans to hit, to smack a podium for me. That'd be fantastic. Going to try to get at least a bronze. That's uh, where we're going. No, I actually feel good about it. So with list design, you could, you could tell with some of these lists, and this happens in every team event, is that some players and some teams just take what they have. You know, is in there, and there are some players that engineer for the event them, itself, like specifically for the event itself. And sometimes you hit, and sometimes you miss with that. And we'll see how it plays out with uh with some of these builds. Love it, uh, gents. We have one more event to talk about, and we're going to be hitting out a bit of a bit of a clip. So you want to jump straight in? Uh, so before we, so we are going to be talking about the Goonhammer uh, from Walla Wallagong, New South go, Wales. Go, it's Gonghammer. So Gonghammer. Yeah, there we go. Thank you yeah. for the for the pronunciation there. And then after that, look if you're new here, and I appreciate all the new names in the chat. We actually have a palate cleanser. So after we get through get through all this like crunchy and defined and tournament list and meta and whatever after after we talk about this event we have a cool little palate cleanser we call the flaker rapido that we will get to at the end of this where i don't even know what the topic is we'll see if we can guess the topic but it's a it's a segment where we just have fun so you know hang out with us especially if you're new here you're gonna you're you're gonna want to stay to the end and see what we come up with so where are we at with this uh adam uh 75 players five rounded i know i butchered the pronunciation dustin should be able to tell us though what we're going to see here in Wollongong, what's going on? I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see what's going on in Wollongong. So the Imperial Superfaction, there are three sisters, four custodes, one Admech, two Astro Militarum, one Grey Knight, four Imperial Knights, Space Marines. There's two Dark Angels, one Space Wolf, three Blood Angels, one Ultramarine, three Salamanders, one Iron Hands, and one Death Watch. Chaos. There's a Chaos Space Marine, four T Suns, five Death Guard, one Demon, and seven Renegade Knights. Xenos Perfection, eight Necrons, five Orcs, four Tau, Hive Mind. Just four Tyranids. Uh, the Eldari, there is one Drakari, two Harlequins, and six Suriani, meaning the faction podium is Necrons leading it off at eight. Mm-hmm. Renegade Knight second with seven, and Suriani taking up the bronze spot with six. What do you think of that really spread? Necrons, Necrons really making a really making a splash Huge. now. Like they, uh, they, we said it before, I'll say it again, they've gotten so many little minor tweaks and every single time you're like, oh, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. This is the time I'm going to say it again. I think this is it. There we go. They got, heard it here. This is it. <laughs> Necrons yeah. are the meta. Yep. Yep. Need to be, you need to be ready for Necrons now. Just undeniably. You need yeah. to have something to deal with wound-gated models, a way to deal with the Silent Kings, either get around his fight last in combat or just shoot the bugger dead. And then um, all these Toughness 5 good, in, like, involved or good saved uh, punchy, punchy uh, infantry or beasts. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be a thing. People need to start quantifying. Um, starting with the top players in attendance, we have Josh McMillan. He's ranked second in the South Pacific right now. He's playing Bloody Rose Sisters. This is kind of same, same, but different to many sisters list. I feel like we're getting to a very linear kind of homogenous battalion now for the, the Bloody Sacrosins. Rose. What is it? I was about to say. Sacrosins? I was about to say, man. It's same, same, but different. Canoness, Missionary, Morven Vile. Two by five battle sisters, ten novitiates. That's the ubiquitous kind of three troops you always see yeah. in the battalion. 
Eight Sacrosins, nine Sacrosins. Like, pff, what is going on here? Dogmata, only two units of Repentia. It's usually auto take the three units of Repentia, one eight and one of five. And then instead of the three units of Repentia, it's got the three units of Zephyrim, which we usually see two units of Zephyrim. I think I like this better personally. I rate Zephyrim so freaking high at the moment. A unit of 10, a unit of 9, a unit of 6. And then two can units of 5 retributors and two rhinos. Can you theorize on why the units are broken out that way? Like, why is it a 10, 9, and 6 and not like a 888? Eight, so I think it's a points. I think at some level it's a points thing. You do want two fatty big units to threaten the charges from uh, deep strike or just leapfrogging over your lines and getting straight in. But as you saw with it, remember we always see with Repentia, you usually see one big, one medium, one small, or two bigs, one small. It's kind of the mm-hmm. similar similar um, thinking. Ten, ten or nine Zephyrim going into just about damn anything is near overkill right now, unless you're going into things like Skyrim Terminators, Deathwing Terminators, Knights, when you need the fatty nines and tens, um, and, so, and so yeah, I, I I don't mind this breakdown. Um, I th- I think it makes sense to me. Yeah, I could agree with that. You usually, like Adam was saying, you want at least one big one. Sometimes two. It depends on what you're planning on fighting too, because you got the one big repentia having two zephyrims. If you have three big trading units, I think that's the that's the key number. Having three big things because there's there's not going to be more than three. Really big things in your opponent's army. Most of most most armies, like I say, all of them. But most armies are not going to have more than three of these big chunky units that you're going to need that much overkill into. So having three of them is important. And all the rest of them is kind of like you, you're more they're more trading pieces because you're not going to need another nine man or anything. If you put that in there, mm. it's going to overkill and then it'll die in return and then you lose that trade. Right. The what the the head scratcher for me is still the sacrosins. I love sacrosins. I love them as well. I I would never. What are they doing now though? Not dying. That's pretty okay. much it. They're a unit that get, that's that is of sisters and gets to exist when not in cover. It's pretty much yeah. what Sacrosins do. They get to walk out and not die against a lot of armies. So like take a mid field objective or compete yeah. for that yeah. of the board yeah, or exactly. whatever. So if if you play on a table that's more bowling ball esque, you still play a game and have some dur- durability. Um, they still slap. They slap real hard, guys. They they do some good works. Hmm? Exactly right. Um, all right. Jumping down to the next, we have Michael Duke, uh, ranked fourth in the South Pacific. He's playing Death Watch, single battalion once again. Um, a captain, Primrose Chappie on bike. Uh, two Indomitor kill teams, one with five Eradicators and five Heavy Intercessors, one with five Aggressors, five Heavy Intercessors. A, two Proteus kill teams, one with uh, four bikes, one Vanguard Vet, five Veterans. So it can be split into the five Obsec bikes and Vanguard Vet to go and do wonky stuff. Um uh, the other Proteus kill team has a bit of the a bit. It's a bit of the the box of chocolates, a bit of everything. Uh, one black shield, one termi, one biker, one vanguard vet, and then six veterans. And then lastly, he has a spectrus kill team of five eliminators, five infiltrators, and then a apothecary to keep everybody kicking. Um, I feel like this list this list feels a lot better now to me. Um, in the current game, secondary has got a bit more free. Um, for them, they're vastly more survivable due to armor of uh, sorry armor of contempt uh, in addition the best armies in the game are still mostly xenos like still there's still so much eldari to hunt i mean so you've been many- a fan for death watch of death watch for a long time like thinking they're waiting for that breakout is now the time uh yes and no like i mean y- yes so i was about to say they're good into xenos but because i'm not sure they are good into necrons um and i i'm gonna wait till i'm because they're not quick, like across the board, this army has like one quick thing. 
Um, I feel like Necrons get to come to you and drown you, and only the aggressors are really going to have a good way of punching yourself out of trouble in combat. So I feel like this is really well placed into Eldari. It's very well placed into Nec- into uh, a lot of the new Tyranid builds as well, because you can just go grind into them. Um, but I worry about it into some of the other stuff. I still think it's a very good list. It's, it's a phenomenally good list. Like but it. yeah, as, as for Death Watch, I... I keep calling it like like we've been calling for the Necrons. I keep waiting for the Deathwatch to just be like fully activated, and I thought they were going to be already because I mean, in well, when is the window? The window is constantly like open, close, open, close, open, close. Like <laughs> it's g- fluttering, it right? It's, it's fluttering. Yeah, yeah, it's just shutters. It's not it's window. shutters exactly. Um, it's not. It's not. It's like glass. But anyway, moving on to our last uh, top in attendance. Um, Alexander Angelos, Angelos, I'm sorry if I get this wrong, mate. Um, ranked eighth in the South Pacific, playing Admech is a Lucius Battalion. Um, Engine Seer, Marshal, Dominus, Manipulus. There's four HQs because the Engine Seer is in the no force org slot. 20 Rangers, four units of five Vanguard, three units of five Rustalkers, so MSU Rustalkers. Um, two units of four Iron Strider Ballastari, terrifying, and then a full fat unit of nine Cerberus Raiders. That's, That's strong Cerberus Raiders. Yeah. That is a strong list, right? Like, well, this feels like... Scary again. I'd make it very scary again. I wish it had one big, two small Rustalkers well, for the same well, reasons we were talking about. Why do you about? say that, Dustin? For, with the... Ad, uh, Admech scary Ad-Mac. again, yeah. Hmm. Those uh, Ballastari, they got the... Got they the got core it. core keyboard back. That, that's okay. that's right right then and there is one of the few things they needed because now their long range shooting of like you die like that and there's so many big things out there. there's a silent kings there's some flyers out there there's knights like they can now pick things and just kill them. I like, mean they're almost pre nerf, you know they're almost pre nerf exactly yeah. yes and they <laughs> yeah. have a lot of other they had still have their dur- a lot of their durability and like the the big blocks of rangers their rust stalkers are still doing damage too like like Adam said I would like to see at least one big squad if not two of them well, for the exact same reasons we were just yeah. saying but uh, and Scotty just threw in the chat it's like that's almost the admec list of old uh, yeah got some of those really restrictions yeah. taken exactly off. um legitimately you, this 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 kind of is I feel like for some reason I feel like there's a unit missing from this list I feel like it's it's like there's there's one thing like usually you would see this list and then you'd see like a flyer or two added at the you end you see some taraxi or, or maybe yeah. some transports or whatever like yeah this, but Points are just are just higher than they used to be. Is essentially what I, what I what I think of then. Um, but with this list, um, it's just very clear this is a defensive list. He's gonna he's gonna sit back. Service raiders planting funny buggers with your plans. Uh, three to five rust orcs defending the iron striders and the range and, and the rangers as the vanguard go up and kind of trade trade the the points in the middle. Um, very well put together. Alexander's gonna do phenomenally well with this list. Yep. Sure. So here's the time. Do we do we pick a faction or a player? Or what have you that's going to win this thing? What's what's winning this thing? What is hot in Australia right now? Um, yeah, Necrons are going to be up there. I feel like uh, Eldar is going to do very well here. The uh, the gentleman who won the last uh, CanCon is an attendant here, Chris Wright, uh, playing Asuriani. He's uh, well, so actually no, he's playing Yunari, um, and he's going to do extremely well. So I'm actually going to pick Yunari to win this one. So why okay. not? That's that's fair. There we go. When, when Australians hear me call that, they'll be like, "Oh, that's that's an obscure faction, sure, but that's not an obscure player. That's 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 easy street Adam." No, um, look, we, you can call the player, call the faction, like the combination of of the two or the three or whatever. There's, hmm. Look, we look at all the factors here what on the Thursday you, show. Yeah, I appreciate appreciate everybody uh, playing along with us at home to see if we're right or wrong or what have you. Is Paul, uh, is Paul right? Paul, you got you to pick one, too. You're going to pick? Oh, you gonna oh pick I got to pick. Oh, so, <laughs> I pick no, I was hoping I escaped by this. No, you don't get like, to escape by is, this. This is a minefield here. Who's who's your shoe-in of the week? 
Okay. I'm going with Blood Angels. Oh, I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked. There's still three Blood Angels, right? Yeah, there are. Yeah, so, uh, and the reason I'm saying this is that I, I fully believe that the, the list we highlighted here are, don't cannot handle the heat. Like that's like Ooh. an aggressive an aggressive player could run right through these. Ooh, everything everything was yeah. talked about. Okay, okay, yeah, Dustin. I already I already picked Necrons. Oh, sorry, mate. You're Necrons, of course you did. Necrons. Let's do it. Look, Wait, hammer did it. I don't, I don't know what my, I don't know what this hammer is for me. I don't we, know. <laughs> what what is that supposed to be? I nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. There you nailed it. Nailed it. Damn. <laughs> Damn. This is this is the part in the show where we 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 decompress after we talked about metas and tournaments and stats and and what have you. This is the where we give our our rapid fire responses to a series of topics that we don't we don't know the questions. It's the first time we've seen these questions uh, in a segment we call the Flaker Rapido. We you give guys, ourselves two minutes. Yeah. At the end of those two minutes, time is over and move on to the next topic. We are not officially allowed to go on longer, but you guys always do. So anyway, uh, Paul, go ahead. Uh, what's the theme? Give me the what theme. is the theme? You're looking at what a small is... laptop here. I'm assuming that's probably super hard. No, this has to be this has to be like uh, buddies or collaborative environments. Yeah, is that the collaborative? It's, very, it's team. It's very team focused, I believe. Team focused. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Well done. Well done. All right. First question: Best crime fighting team. Go. Don't know. Why I mean, Mystery Incorporated. Robin, right? Mystery Incorporated. It's oh, Scooby Doo. How do you not know that? I just Come know Scooby Doo. I know you. You. There, we're gonna have a hard time beating that, right? <laughs> but the, did they yeah, fight the, crime? They didn't fight crime. They, bought, they busted all kind of insurance scams. Best, and best crime the, fighting team. This is necessarily they, they're fighting crime. <laughs> there's yeah, the there's crimes, guys running like they're running amok. amusement parks all yeah, over the place, running, and they are just causing amok. problems for all the kids around. It the world. was crimes. They are fighting. They are fighting those crimes. That is. Thank <laughs> okay. you, Mystery Incorporated. Uh-huh. Uh, was that the name of the organization? Hawaii Mystery Incorporated. Mystery Incorporated. Yeah. It's not getting better than the mystery machine in Scooby Doo. It's not. It's not getting better. Closed. Case closed. Move on. No. Starsky and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch. Everyone says, I guess Scooby Doo all the way. That's right. I've never watched Starsky and Hutch, but yeah, it is Scooby Doo. Jeez. Starsky and Hutch was cool. They had like a, I mean, toys and stuff. Okay. Well, hey, go. I guess you got it, as everyone says. Yeah. First guess. Boom. Uh, uh what's Next your question. what's your go-to character class for D D? Oh, I like that one. Selfish cleric. Oh. Nice. Nice. Okay. I either go monk or barbarian. Really? Yeah. I I uh I, 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 I see you as you as a barbarian, but I don't know about this. So so my most recent D D character, I don't this is this would be a real long bow to string. You ever watch Rocky when he fights uh, Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan's name is Thunderlips? I love male. that. That scene is. I amazing. play. I play Thunderlips, the ultimate male, as my D and D character. That's he is amazing. A, he, is a, he is a monk, okay. but he's a professional wrestler. He's just dropping elbows that, on people and crap. That's Great. incredible. Yeah. That. That's okay. Okay. Respect points for Adam. That was pretty good. That was good. <laughs> that was Justin, really good. you have a, you have an answer here? Oh, absolutely. I I am always the charismatic rogue. Every time. There you go. The charismatic, but actually. Very manipulative. He'll always manipulate the conversation yep. to his favor and stuff. Look, he'll stuff. Use it. Got the stat exactly. I'm always the rogue. I used to be 
really into the mages, but I didn't like how the magic system worked in D&D. And I always like being able to affect the game outside of conventional like fighting. So magic was one way and then stealth is the other. So then rogue was the, the Rich, other choice that I was going to win. What's your go-to D&D character? A uh, ranger, actually. Elf yeah, ranger. Yeah, a, elf ranger. Elf yeah. ranger. I do. I do actually. I I love playing elves. I I play elves a lot. Yeah. But usually when I'm a rogue, I play a human. We're surrounded by waves, Paul. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I'm typically an elf as well. There you go. Uh, <laughs> what are you, Adam? You, you, you got a half ogre? Half orc? Uh, oh, man. Be a half ogre? Half giant? Yeah, I I've, I've, I owe dwarves. I don't. Mind I don't want to front. <laughs> All right. Wago. Yeah. What was the funny bit? He was a professional, professional wrestler, dwarf, buff, muscly dude who just acted like he was huge. <laughs> okay, you would you play for the average Joes or the the <laughs> Globo, Globo Jim, Jim Purple Cobras? Look, if you can dodge movie. a wrench, you can dodge <laughs> a warhammer. Wow, baby, Cobras. Cobras you would be way. a cobra. You'd be a cobra. No, I wouldn't. No way. I'd be an average Joe. 100% average Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think to, I would have a choice have a which I play for. I would just play for the Purple Cobras, uh, man. I could I suck I it in. I could suck it in for an hour a day. It's fine. <laughs> the only option I would have to compete in this league would be on the average Joe's. <laughs> <I think. laughs> suck it in, boys. We're dodgeball. <laughs> that, was a, that was a Ghostbuster uh, reference for you. Yeah. It's good. Right? Good. I would, uh, I would. I would be average Joe's. The other guys are hundred percent. I have the personality for Globo for Purple Cobras and the physique for the average Joes. <laughs> so I'd probably be a mascot of some kind. Well, we fit- we would create a new team. We would be the average Cobras, uh, just av- just lazy Cobras. <laughs> lazy Cobras. It'd be really hard to do the smell. Remember when Ben Stiller was smelling the food and he was throwing it out yeah. afterwards? I was oh, like, yeah. oh, that's the worst. That's you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst. I, Oh, if you if you actually like that food, that that oh, but he wasn't throwing it out. Oh, oh, he what was he doing? Oh, right, he was putting it down his pants. Oh, <laughs> oh I forgot yes. about that part. <laughs> this is a kids' channel, I think. So yeah, yeah, exactly. We're not going into more detail. Okay, Fuego. All right. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Uh, most inspirational team movie: The Mighty Ducks. I the, immediately. Immediately thought of that. Like that's. Yeah. I'm gonna go the Goonies. <laughs> yeah, team movie. They're a team, man. They're a team. They're 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 no, they're definitely a team, but it's not inspiration. I don't know. It's inspirational. They, they, you know, they almost fell apart. They all hated on each other. All thought they were going to die. They almost died because together. they went underground and got like caught in traps. Love and stuff. the yeah. Goonies. Like Goonies never die. Have a Goonies T-shirt oh, yeah. at home. Like it. Like it is. It, and like yeah, answer answer however you want. But as far as like teams goes in the spirit of this question. Gotta be. Uh, was it Remember the Titans? It's a bit too adult. That one's pretty. Uh, it's a good. It's a good movie. At the end of I Mighty Ducks, they they sing a no Queen song. So I mean, yeah. come on, man, it doesn't get any. Oh uh, yeah, it's than true. That's true. If if it ends with "We Are the Champions," like where where are you gonna go from there? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm defending my answer. This is in, a, in a debate situation. That's I've uh, come with evidence. I'm, and I'm willing team, to be Team America, World Police. Yeah, that's a good one. That it's uh, not inspirational. Uh, <laughs> so, as good as the Goonies are, I'm more partial to Monster Squad. I have to say, Monster Squad, mm. Monster Squad. Wolfman's yeah. got nards. Wolfman's yeah. got nards. Yeah, 
Perfect. Love the Monster Squad. I don't know that. I don't know. Is it what inspiration? I haven't watched it in a while. I mean, like right they, now, the only inspirational one I think of is Mighty Ducks. That's that's the most inspirational one that I can ever think of in terms of team. I saw a I saw a video the other day of um, from the other from the other team's perspective. Uh, the, the coach of the opposition team, like the in in the the classic, you know, you know, Mighty yep. Ducks story. Yep. Like they've got a dog. And a crippled girl as their as their pitcher who's getting her cast cut off for the pitch that's going to win the game. We're screwed. And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they can't lose. Look at them. They're all ragtag <laughs> and crap. We're going to get our asses kicked. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Best event to build team camaraderie. Uh, best event. So there's activity. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Activity. Well, this is the thing about uh, the flag. Yeah, I see. Oh, no rules. Best event <laughs> for to build team camaraderie. Uh, I could tell you what I always do with my friends and my team. Let's do always, it. We we always go paintballing and archery tag. Volleyball was is is my answer for for team building. Okay, most of the time. Okay, that's that's acceptable. Um. You know what you don't do with your team. You know, yeah. you know, um, you don't, you know, Fight Club. You don't, you don't know somebody till you fought them. You don't really, you, could, you don't really know somebody till you played them in Monopoly. Wow. <laughs> Sit down oh, with see your what team. Comes you do out. not and do if that. You survive. If you survive pl- playing around in Monopoly together, you are inexvertently like bound <laughs> together. You are locked in yeah. by a mutual trust and you know unescapable hardship. Uh, <laughs> That is the that is no. Uh, That's the same thing uh, with like Mario Kart. Like oh, you don't wait. really know something until you get blue shelled. Yeah, until you get to the, the Mario Kart. We got a, oh, we got an ex pro paintballer in the chat. Nurgle Matt. Ooh, there we go. Ooh. Come come up and do some paintballing with us. Kick our butt. Like oh. seven seven on one. You can take us. We've yeah, actually done that. Up. We've actually there was a pro paintball player in one of uh one of the times that we were playing, and we actually went all right, all eight of us on this guy, and he he dominated us. It was it was embarrassing. It was very embarrassing. Nice. This is when I was younger, though. I was like average Joe's, indeed. Average Joe's, indeed. I was like sixteen, <laughs> but come on. Oh yeah, like uh, oh we're so good and just yeah, we're so good. Oh, this, neck. Yeah. oh, there's so many bruises. They like, right over the mask into the forehead, and I have nothing to protect up there, so it uh, left the mark. My legitimate answer is Cards Against Humanity. Ooh, that's to get camaraderie. Yeah. You find yeah, out a lot about people in that game. After Wait, after oh, this show, we're going to do a little kung fu fighting, and I the folks, <laughs> if you know, you know. That's, uh, <laughs> what's up? Good, That's our show luck, this Paul. week. Yeah, th- this has been a a great you know team centered event or our show. Appreciate all the folks in the chat. Appreciate y'all hanging out and talking to us here uh, live. And then, I mean, like. Team events, we know that everyone on this channel right now loves team events. And so if you can get out and be a part of the team events, it's something to do. Uh, if, you're, if your club is maybe not big enough or don't think that you can hang out and do team events, it is definitely something you can do. And if you're curious about how to get started, contact any single one of us. We're happy to chat about this kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to make sure you know, too, like, don't ever be intimidated to go to a team event. I started my competitive 40K career going to team events before I was good at this game at all. Like I was garbage, but they were still the most fun events to go to. They were so much fun to play in and you learn a lot too. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Uh, this is one of those, leave some comments on YouTube. This is one of the ways you can influence uh, like whether or not, you know, the aggregators, well, how they figure it, figure out that we're, we're doing this and now uh, makes the, the live chat more exciting. If you listen to us after the fact, leave us those five-star reviews. It's been a pleasure. Adam, Dustin, I have enjoyed this. 
going to go do a little team bonding right now. As a matter of fact, uh, we'll, be talk- we'll be talking about some of the results on next week's show uh, and then follow us in BCP this weekend. 100% play Monopoly. Good luck, Paul. Good luck. We'll see y'all. Thank you very much. Hey, guys. Enjoy ITC, everybody. Mwah.